Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning! Up and at em. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! With Walker and Roush. Where to wild and crazy guys! Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you, October 26, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Roll Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Fellas, I've got a little pep in my step to start this morning's KRC. I'm just now seeing, for the first time, Wandell Robinson announcing a new nil deal with Stockton Mortgage. Are you all familiar with this? He he Next. he announced it previously, but he like he hadn't done an ad for them yet. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So I, um, this this is wild. What he tweeted yesterday, it's got me fired up. Can I can I read it? Can I give a free please. shout out? This, this is the power of investing in nil. Uh, although, if you want to know power in investing and advertising, you should reach out to the fine folks at Big Exports Radio. There's some real right. power there. Yeah. Anyways, he he tweeted out yesterday. When you've got the right people around you, anything can happen. Whether it's beating Mississippi State or buying a home, the team around you can make all the difference. Like Stockton Mortgage makes buying home buying happen every day. Let's make this happen Saturday. Hashtag BBN, hashtag Stockton Mortgage. I I don't think I have seen a nil deal where you kind of mention your opponent or you're so, I guess, hands-on in terms of what's going on in your sports world it just seems very direct i hope mississippi state folks don't i don't think they could take that as a negative that i can assure the folks at mississippi state that wandell robinson's goal is to beat mississippi state on saturday but it got me a little pumped up roush i like it oh i like it too and uh, i also like that they really are laying on thick the uh i like the i'm coming home bit i just imagine all of these uh ads with the P. Diddy song in the background, the I'm coming home, I'm coming home. Like, really laying it on thick. Love it. Absolutely love it. Great song. It's a great tune. I think it's natural just to go to that song, really, anytime you hear the word home just in general. Uh, so good call on your part. But that that uh, was one of the first things I saw this morning. It's like, oh, great. Wondell Robinson. I'm sure he made, you know, 10,000-plus 10, on that one tweet. But I like the motivation, beat Mississippi State, and whether it's buying a home or beating Mississippi State, the right team around you makes all the difference. And rounding out our team is Justin Kalen, our producer. Justin, how are you? I am great. I just I was going to budge in here and let you all know that I kind of had an epiphany this weekend with the whole nil thing. Oh, wow. Ju- I, is Justin finally coming around? I am. Yeah, I am not Justin, coming around. Justin's I will, just at the stage. Justin was anti-nil. Doesn't want kids making any money. He doesn't like it. He wants that money going to the big wigs at the universities. I, I still am anti-nil. I think the students get pl- or the student athletes get plenty. But I was sitting there this weekend and I thought of something for the first time. And I hadn't thought of it this way since the whole nil thing started. But essentially, all this is 
is grooming them for the next level. It's it's teaching them how to handle ads and all that, how to handle money a little better. Look at Ty Ty. He's got a Porsche. What what kid in college is college is going to have a Porsche? None. They're going to get straight to the NBA or whatever and go buy one. Like so, it's almost grooming them for the next level and what's all going to come with that, which. Is a it's kind of a weird way to look at it, a different way to look at it, but it's one that crossed my mind this weekend. Did uh, well, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to be mean. Like I just feel like like no duh. How did you not know that? <laughs> no, I mean I I just hadn't I hadn't thought of it from that mindset yet. And that's fine. No, if you if you want to hit me with a no duh, absolutely g- give it to me. But that's that's truly a mindset or a, a way of looking at it that I hadn't spun yet. If you really want to look at it uh, from that point of view, it's a spot on take. And that could be that's really kind of how it should be. As you go through college, whether it's with an athletic career or it's just in whatever field you're studying or whatever profession you eventually want to get into, it's kind of the time to learn about that profession, to learn about growing up, to learn how to kind of manage a busy work schedule with extracurriculars, whether it's, you know, studying. I know Roush never showed up for class, so it wasn't really that big of a <laughs> nope. deal for him. I think nope. he got us confused. Yeah, but he, uh, <laughs> but, but either way, like it is a good time to kind of learn how to juggle new responsibilities, new endeavors, sort of that. And in this case for college basketball players, Yes. How do you balance figuring out your nil deals, making engagement, you know, speaking engagements, if that's what your nil deal includes, autographs, signings, commercials, tweets, whatever it is, learning how to juggle that, including getting cars, which you don't think really would be a big deal. It shouldn't be. But it's still something that, you know, you're going to have people talking to you and people asking you for things and stuff like that. It is a good little testing the waters to your professional career. It is a weird kind of way to look at it, like you said, Justin, but there is truth to that. Um, And that obviously is kind of what's going on with some of this nil stuff. They're learning how to deal with lifestyle of having money and learning to, you know, juggle basketball with that new lifestyle of theirs. I, I like it more from a kind of dealing with other dealing with other like you know we talked about this whether it be a big deal or not what does Ty Ty Washington do when he goes into his locker room and he's got a Porsche but no other player on the team has a Porsche deal you know Severe Wheeler, Davion Mintz, Kellen Grady people that have been college basketball much longer they're not driving a Porsche to Rupp Arena on game days Uh, I think this is just another and, and same with Wondell Robinson you know not all of them are tweeting out Stockton Mortgage and getting paid you know thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to do it I think it's also just a good way to Build relationships, how you deal with that stuff. I don't think it's Wandell or Ty Ty's job at all to make anybody else feel better in that locker room. But Roush, it will be a good reminder of, you know, humility, being humble, kind of working through that sort of stuff. And I, I do think Justin's overall point does kind of ring true. This is this is a time to practice this stuff. So practice being rich, practice dealing with money, practice dealing with advertisers, and, and practice being a good teammate while doing all those things. I think UK, obviously biased, butt slapper take here. People like Ty Ty Washington, Wandale Robinson, from what we've seen, at least from an outsider's fan perspective, it seems like they're gonna they're gonna be good representations of the university in these nil deals and they're not going to cause any waves or headaches with teammates. So uh, good ambassadors to kind of represent some of those things, but the nil deal is just a whole different animal. 
Yeah, and I mean, I can't speak for on Ty Ty Washington's behalf because I don't know if I've even met the kid yet. But like Josh Pascal was the, the football player that got the Porsche deal. And I was talking with somebody yesterday who's close to the football team. It, it really helps when your best players are also good people. And it really kind of sets the tone for the rest of the team. And like Wandale and Josh are examples that if you put in your work and you do things the right way, then you're going to be rewarded for it. You know, and in Josh Pascal's case, he's going to be a draft pick. Is he ever going to be a Porsche guy as an NFL uh, player? I don't I don't know. I don't think so. I, I'd like for him to be that successful. But for him to be able to do that now, like it Nil's perfect for Josh because he's really endured himself to the Big Blue Nation. Uh, he he's really, I mean, hell, he he's gone through hell and back, and is still uh, emptying the tank each and every week for the Wildcats. And I think fans really appreciate that. And so he, yeah, it's 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 he should be rewarded for his efforts. And I don't think he's like seeking that out. It's just a kind of a byproduct. You you get out, you reap what you sow, and and he he's reaping it right now. He really is, and he's the, the focus is on Mississippi State. I like seeing that in your endorsement tweets, Wandale Robinson. I like hearing coaches, players, and the like talk about Kentucky's game against the Bulldogs, which we'll get all this week. And we got to hear from Mark Soups twice yesterday, Nick Roush. And I know that that's what we will be talking about this morning on Kentucky Roll Call, what Mark Soups had to say to the media. We need, uh, we'll talk basketball, we'll talk recruiting, we'll talk, we've got everything on, on deck for you. It's Tuesday. We're a step closer to that big game against the Bulldogs on Saturday, but we're going to have a pumped up KRC for you today. And as always, text into the Thornton's text line 502 414 1450. If you're new to the show, just text on in to the Thornton's text line. That number, we'll read it on air. We already got a lot of good ones from yesterday from all the lovely podcast listeners out there. So, We'll get around to those here momentarily. But the first thing that popped out to me, Nick Roush from Mark Soup's talking yesterday, positive injury update. I, I'm, I'm being cautious just because I'm not sure. I'll believe it when I see it. But something to kind of get excited about maybe? We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, everybody knows we'll see. Everybody listening knows that we're going to see. Oh, Tell me something definitive. He said that we'll see. <laughs> he said as much. We'll see with guys like Bowley and Josh Ali. And uh, it's Josh Ali, I think, optimistic that he could potentially come back for Mississippi State. I think more people were circling the Tennessee game. Bowley was kind of strictly like, well, we've got our eyes set on Louisville. So that would be a huge, huge surprise. Uh, and I feel like there's one more player that I'm kind of forgetting along. In the uh, Isaiah Cummings. Isaiah uh, Cummings, exactly. He was yeah. mentioned as uh, you know, he was out there. I think Mark Soup said or something along those lines. So he was um, a Wilson too. The the big one that came during the coaches show was that uh, Dekel Crowdis was back at practice, um, which is significant, and the, especially if Josh Ali is unable to go. I think Kentucky is still going to limit him to four games, but if you don't have Josh Ali, I, I, re, I recall when J.J. Weaver and Jared Casey were true freshmen, they used them in a few games. It was almost like, all right, let's make a deal here. You know, we've only got a handful of games left. 
I think Weaver didn't play in the FCS game so he could play in the Louisville game. Uh, and, and I could see maybe something like that happening where it's like, all right, DeKell, you might not get as many reps uh, against New Mexico State, but we're going to get you some in Vandy and you, we're going to use you against Mississippi State. Maybe that's the case. Uh, I, I think in a lot of these, like some of it genuinely is a we'll see because they weren't going to practice last week, of course. And Monday, I mean, they, he was talking to us before they did their first kind of uh, practice of the week. So, you know, I, I think some of it is how much can they do later on in the week. I'm not uh, – Stoops was asked about Ali and Marquand at the same time, and he kind of gave a lump sum answer without being specific. I don't think Marquand's going to be back soon. I'm not counting on it. I know at least the target date for Ali was Mississippi State. Um, so, you know, uh, th that was the, the target, the goal. And I have heard good things about Cummings. So I, I do think that like th th those would be significant to have those pass catchers back. And I, I, I think we saw in that Georgia game how important it is to have somebody besides Wandale because th there really isn't anybody. I mean, Ali's missed, what, two or three games? He's still second on the team in reception. So uh, getting those guys back is imperative, and I think there is some reason to be slightly optimistic. Wow. All right. Uh, I I'll take all that. I really want – I mean, I, I guess if you're ranking them in priority, you're, you're going Josh 1, Bully 2. Cummings third, and obviously Crowdis, you don't, you know, you're probably not ranking him because we just don't really know. Right, right. Is, is you probably, that's probably yeah. the list in terms of priority and what Kentucky needs. Yes, I think I'd, yes. I'd go Bowley ahead of Ali, as weird as that sounds. No, I wouldn't. No, no. I just think Kentucky, you don't want to, you just need to be strong, physical, and have depth in the middle there at that position where that can kind of dictate the tone of the entire game where. Kentucky has shown, and even against Georgia, you can still throw it around even without Josh Ali. Now, you're right to have another competent playmaker at the wide receiver position is very important, but I just think you can you can manage that a little bit better than you can manage your interior in the trenches on the defensive side of the ball. Just personal opinion, but I, I see the other side of it. I think it's it's really a coin personal point. preference yeah yeah and both um, are both I, are very important it's gonna be important to get either one back and Cummings getting back in the fold will be nice for Kentucky as well yeah yeah um now uh it, I think just in my case it's like oh well hey there's other nose guards and Rogers and uh Josiah Hayes and his big neck they've played well so far so uh glad that they've kind of lived up to their billing but yes it is uh man it's important that you get Josh Ali back. <laughs> just, I, I think that Wandale had 17 targets in that Georgia game, Ooh. and if, yeah, and I think nine of them came on that last drive. Right, right. A lot of them were just kind of screens underneath and stuff like that as well. But it's be nice to be able to distribute the ball, take a little bit of pressure off of Will Levis. You know, just make his job a little bit easier. It'd be nice because in, in this game. You want to start out fast. You want to punch Mississippi State in the mouth early. And I think there's one thing, uh, aside from Chattanooga, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Kentucky's been a pretty fast starting team for the most part this year. Uh, so, you know, like that that's important, especially coming off the bye. Corey Price had the stat. Um, 
that in total, uh, UK is five and six under Stoops, I believe, coming off the bye. I believe that's uh, correct. Yeah, it's five and six in games immediately following a bye. Eight of those 11 games have been decided by seven points or less, and they're one and two in Mississippi State in those games. They're four and one in the last five years, which I think is a little bit more of a fair uh, assessment. But you don't want a team to come out sleepy uh, following a bye week. And, you know, uh, that, uh, I'm stating the obvious here, but especially down in a, in a, in a rowdy environment, a night game, uh, that's one you don't want to get stuck playing from behind like they have so many times down there in Starkville. Yeah, that's an interesting buy stat because I, I do think just in the UK, in the UK realm, Stoops in UK not thought to be like this dominant force coming off a of buy. Uh, it's certainly not a storyline, and for a while it was the alternative that like why is UK not good off the buy? I think we've even talked about that on this show this season, as a matter of fact. But four and one in the last five is is really impressive. Yes, one and four against the spread in those games. Um, so it's like we're going to win and we're going to win ugly. Like that that Vanderbilt game in 2018 is, you know, one of the uglier wins in the Mark Stoops era where the win was a whomping and a whirling. And hell, that was the game that I think uh, Scott Frost showed that box score to Wandell and helped convince him, like, you don't need to be going to Kentucky. Like, look, look what they're doing here. So, I think that, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, uh, I was at a wedding <laughs> at the palace that night. The uh, fun, really, really awesome wedding. Palace, really cool venue, iconic. Jack Harlow would even say, but that's an interesting stat. Makes you feel maybe a little bit better about Kentucky's game against Mississippi State on Saturday, coming off the bye. For me, I, I, and I will, this will be the case on Monday. Uh, hopefully this, hopefully something along the lines of this is the case, but I don't care if UK wins by one looks absolutely terrible uh, as long, you know, I don't want them to get super hurt or injured or banged up or anything like that, but really things can go as wrong as they could. Assuming UK stays healthy. I need to add that caveat just into the world, into the, the karma filled universe. Um, they can win by one look terrible. It could be two to three. I don't care. Just get a win in Starkville, keeps everything open for you, and then mm. you're not going to need any juice getting ready for that Tennessee game on Saturday. And not that I think they need juice or motivation going into this game, but it's almost just like get through this final one, and then you're playing in front of thousands and tens of thousands and tens of thousands of UK fans the rest of the season. Yeah, you've got a road game at Louisville. Yeah, you've got a road game at Vanderbilt, but who cares? Like you're going to, those are going to be, you're going to have a ton of UK fans there. So get through this Starkville game, get through this game down uh, against Mississippi state and the pirate, just win ugly and Roush. That's all you need. That's all you need to move forward. Just a win here. doesn't matter how you do it, man. Yeah. And, and that's, there's something about, you know, we, we joked a lot about Trevor and his budding rivalry and I really, I, I kind of feel it a little bit. I do not like Mississippi State. Like, there's just something about, I just, I, I can't stand the thought of losing to that team because I think Kentucky is just a far superior. But that hasn't been the case. That that, that it, it is not. And, and you know, uh, and I, I want to see Kentucky really put their foot down. Uh, it was great to kind of silence the air raid. I know there was a lot of Kentucky fans that, you know, they, they, They've 
how many times in our life has there been a coaching search of sorts come up and people just are whispering Mike Leach? Like, oh, Mike Leach, get the air raid back. Mike Leach, Mike Leach. And last year, you could feel that kind of rumbling going into the game. And Stoops really just like told him to suck it. He told him to take out their suckets and suck it and completely shut out the air raid. Moving past that, I really want to move past Mississippi State. You know, we talk about climbing that that SEC ladder. You've consistently beat Missouri. You've consistently beat South Carolina. You're now taking some from Florida. You're kind of e- even and out that series. Now it's like, let, let's go win in Starkville. This is one of the last things that Mark Stoops, one of the last boxes he has yet to check off. Let's go do that. Let's take care of business and and, and continue moving this program forward. Let's do it. Move that program forward. we we talked a lot about yesterday. I don't I don't have really any ill will towards Mississippi State. Their cowbells are annoying, but I do think as we have talked about a lot here on Kentucky Roll Call, we go seven to nine Monday through Friday. By the way, on Big X Sports Radio, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. As we've talked about bringing in Texas and Oklahoma, you're probably going to get a reshuffle in schedule, maybe in divisions. Will you get pods? Probably not, but it'd be cool if they did. Uh, we don't really know what the future of the SEC is, but most likely. The annual game against Mississippi State probably going to be taken away. Maybe Mississippi State joins Kentucky's division. Maybe that game, you know, who knows what how it all shakes out. I doubt, you know, I doubt that happens. But most likely, when they're going to reshake things up, I I don't know if your cross opponent's going to stay the same. So if it is in fact the last time Kentucky and Mississippi State play in the this annual cross-division rivalry that aren't really rivalries, but in this case, it kind of turned into one a little bit, then I'll miss our cowbell friends. Uh, they were they, they they were a lot kinder to us than, I've said this before, they were a lot kinder to us than a lot of other SEC West teams probably would have been over the years. And for that, I thank the Mississippi State Bulldogs and their hilariously stupid college campus in Starkville, Mississippi. Man. Uh, so if this is the last time, I hope Kentucky wins by 90. Yes. Uh, we did, and, I, and I'll, I'll always be a Leach fan. That doesn't mean I don't want to beat his brains in on Saturday. Uh, but I, I think he's funny. I think he's good for the sport just in terms of like, hey, more more people that have fun with this than more people that are miserable jerks when talking about their jobs and their professions and a sport at the end of the day, a sport. I, I we, we really ripped him on his candy take, although we are in on nerds clusters. He at least that mm-hmm. got that part right. And then Roush, Mark Stoops was asked about Halloween candy. Oh, I, I put on my big J hat. I, I might not be able to find out Mark Stoops's nickname, but I did have to ask him what his favorite Halloween candy is. And he had this to say. I knew that question was coming. I, I, I did. Do you want me to do my best Mike Leach? And, uh, there's only one and only Mike, and uh, I won't even try to go there, so i just stay away. I, you could tell by me. I mean, I eat any candy. Hey. Look at Stoops getting a little self-deprecating. That never happens. Dollar in the jar. <laughs> I love so it he, though. He's up, he's he's unbuttoning that top button. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna come back at him a little bit and say like you didn't give an answer. What are you hiding? 
Yeah. What is there like a secret? Does he have a secret candy drawer at the office that we don't know about? And he doesn't. He's trying and to he hide it from us. And as we talked about the Halloween candy pillowcase, uh, really, you know, I didn't, I didn't want, we didn't want to kind of put Justin on blast there, but it ended up happening yesterday with the trick or treating and pillowcase. You can't tell me that his kids don't come home with just a mad amount of candy. And he doesn't kind of pick and see, and I may grab a little something this, may grab a little something that. You can't tell me he's not doing that. Right, right. He definitely so which one, is. Which, which ones do you keep your eye on, Stoops? Why are you dodging the question? Yeah, I don't I don't get it. Uh, which, speaking of, uh, one candy that is exclusively something you only eat at Halloween, but I think they're pretty good, uh, 100 grand bars. Man. Like, you're never going to just, like, go out and buy one. But kind of nice when you like, ooh, this is in the bag. Like this is this is a nice little caramel surprise. Didn't realize that was exclusive to Halloween. It's not, but like you know, <laughs> that's the only time I'm ever gonna have a hundred gram bar. You know. What do you think Mitch Barnhart's favorite Halloween candy is? Um, it's probably uh, uh, the malt balls, Whoppers. Very <laughs> oh, old school. Wow. Whoppers you know. are good. Whoppers. I'll- are good. I was thinking probably those, remember those like root beer gummy bottles? That's, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of what I was thinking that's, for Barnhart. The bottle caps or whatever? Yeah. No, but the the ones that were shaped like bottles, but yeah, they were gummies. Too, oh. too close to alcohol. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, saltwater taffy. Saltwater taffy definitely, I think, is a good one. Along kind of a similar mold, uh, good and plenty. I could just see him giving out good mm-hmm. and plenty to everybody and just yeah. being like, Good and plenty. This is good and plenty. Yeah, you don't need any more. Plenty. Yeah, and a toothbrush. And he hand out a toothbrush with it. Oh yeah, Mitch is definitely a toothbrush guy. And then if like the kid showed up and it like very clearly was a pretty rich like costume, you know, you could tell that the parents went all out for this costume. He throws in a little airplane liquor bottle. Just to the rich, though. Just to the rich. And that's not just anybody that goes up to Mitch Barnhart's door on Halloween. All right, let's hit a break. Uh, we'll come <laughs> back. I decide we'll, we'll put on our serious faces just briefly, at least, because we got some shade and sharp news. What's Ooh, the latest? We do have shade and sharp news? Wow. We do. His mentor talked to Ben Roberts from the Lexington Herald and some really interesting quotes that seem maybe a little too good to be true we'll come back we'll talk about that this is kentucky roll call on big x sports radio tj walker nick rouse and justin galen we'll be back after this Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. I am good. You know what? You're a lousy kindergarten teacher. I've seen those finger paintings you bring home and they suck. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Roll It's Taco Tuesday. Hit up one of two Salsarita locations in Louisville, Middletown, or St. Matthews for your lunch or dinner needs. Quesadillas, burritos, tacos, taco salads, burrito bowls. 
think I got most of the, the main... uh, quesaritos. Yeah, that's the, the, that's the big one, man. That 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 one really does it for me. Really, you know, like Mexican food is about like eleven or twelve different ingredients. You just can make it into like it's seven a different, different vehicles for like how yeah. you deliver it. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's all it's it's kind of fun how creative you can get with that stuff. And salsaritas, not only do they get creative, it's the best quality meat, the freshest vegetables delicious delicious chips and queso and salsa whatever you're into there's one in middletown has a drive-thru which makes it even more convenient not having to get out of your car st matthew's is newly renovated so you kind of do want to get out of your car and check out that place inside both have outdoor seating a covered patio at st matthew's and but plenty of interior seating at both places really well spaced out as well so give salsaritas a try check it out one or two locations in louisville it is delicious download the app it's going to save you time it's going to save you money and you'll scan it and you will get points each and every time you go to salsaritas so it doesn't take long to get a free entree i've gotten like a thousand of them from salsaritas because i go so often so if you go any sort of frequency whatsoever download the app if you don't Change that, make it a priority, start hitting up Salsaritas when you do. The Thornton's text line is 502-414-1450, but I do want to talk a little Shade on Sharp. Ooh, I I admittedly did not read the quotes from Ben Roberts' story, um, but I did pull it up during the break and skim it as quickly as possible. So what's the latest with Shade and Sharp? Same thing. Hey, you know, as long as you, you could study three minutes before a test, but if it if it sticks and you get a good grade, nobody's gonna ask the nobody's gonna ask. So, anyways, the sentiment of the story is Sharp is coming to Lexington. They didn't say that directly. Like both Ben as a writer and uh, Sharp's mentor in this situation, who I think is the person I've talked to. What was his name? Dwayne Washington. Um, yes. Okay. Yeah, Dwayne Washington. Yeah, I, I remember him from my recruiting days. But he, they don't specifically say like Sharp is going to be at Kentucky sooner rather than later. But it's almost just insinuated with the conversation that they're having, talking about how he's not going, you know, he, he, he's going there to develop. There's not much more he can do at the high school level. He is kind of what he is in terms of a high school basketball player may as well start getting better training, going up against better competition. And that way, and they specifically say this, he can hit the ground running in 2022, 2023, be ready to rock and roll. The quote that I think most people should hear, or the one that I think most people should kind of chew on here, is if he wanted to do what you guys are saying, aka just go straight to the league, if he wanted to do what you guys are saying, he just go to the G League, man. Think about it. Why would he go to Kentucky to do that? It doesn't make sense. You go there to get ready so you can have a 16-year career in the NBA. You don't go there to rush somewhere that you could already get to. Everything is all about development, and the process is all about the individual being prepared when he steps on the court. It's really that simple. Ooh, I also like the quote where he says he will not go be going to the NBA draft. That's not even something to talk about. That's like saying, are you going to Mars tomorrow? <laughs> oh, that's just so funny. Hello. I don't think totally like apples 
and apples comparison. <laughs> yeah, like like one of them's actually like possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, people have gone to the NBA draft before. Nobody's ever gone to Mars, but you know what? Hyperbole aside, that's that's it's funny. I, I appreciate that, Dwayne yeah. Washington. Yeah, no, it, it like th- this article really should be like a warm comfort blanket to every Kentucky fan worried about Sharp not potentially playing at Kentucky. This should reassure everybody that he is. I still just think that, like, okay, TJ, let's just let's just lay it all out there. Let's think about this critically for one second. Number one player in America commits to Kentucky. Woo, yeah, woo. Number one player commits to Kentucky, says he wants to come to Kentucky a half semester early, earlier than planned. Okay. Not bad news, but head-scratching all the same. Number one player that's going to come to Kentucky early promises not going to go to the draft when eligible to the draft, a.k.a. putting tens of millions of dollars on pause for a year. Scratching the head even harder now at this point, Roush. Not much hair left to go with all Mm -hmm. this head-scratching. Right. But number one recruit says, trust me, nothing to worry about here. I'm going to play for Kentucky the year I said I'm going to play for Kentucky. Okay, feel a little bit better, but it still doesn't add up to me, Roush. I'm not buying into it. This warm comfort blanket, I will gladly accept it, and it makes me feel warm and fuzzy, but overall, I'm still a little hesitant here. You're telling me John Calipari is going to have one of the best players, not in the NBA, because I, I, you know, I think Sharp could come in tomorrow and be a good player for Kentucky. As good as he'd be in a year playing in for, for Kentucky, no, because players do get better over time. But he is college ready right now. Make no mistake about it. And when you see guys dominating those, it used to be the Dick's National tor- Tournament. I don't know what it is now. Whoever I think it's still it. the same sponsor. Yeah, whoever, yeah, whoever yeah. sponsors it. Like when you see those guys dominating that tournament, they can be doing stuff like that in college. They can be doing that in NCAA tournament games. I think a lot of people like don't believe that just because the level of competition's up. But some of them can. Not all of them, but some of them can. Sharp is one that could. So you're telling me Kentucky could have an unbelievable season this year. And Calipari may have one of the better players in all the world when it comes to basketball that's not in the NBA, and he's just going to chill with them on the bench? Yeah. No way. No way. I don't get it. That's just not would he? Why would he – he's not going to play. Like, it's it's just – it's weird. Uh, I I don't understand it. Um, And then if he plays, you know, nobody's going to blame the dude if he plays well. If he wants to go pro, and if it means Kentucky gets to a Final Four or national championship, Kentucky fans really aren't going to get all that worked up about it. But if you play them, NBA teams are going to watch. NBA front offices are going to be intrigued by what they see. And if you play them, there's going to be more of a chance that he says, eh, you know what, maybe I'm more ready than I thought. And I'm all right with that. Like I I still find it very, very hard to believe that Sharp comes to Kentucky – doesn't play and goes draft and gets drafted. And Washington's comments make me feel better about that, sure. But I just still refuse to believe Calipari is going to have this weapon in his arsenal and not pull it out. If your house is being broken into, and hopefully that never happens, 
You're not going to go get the water gun when you've got some real firepower in the house. You're not going to keep Shaden Sharp on your bench, especially if, they, if Kentucky goes on a losing streak. Imagine that. Imagine, like, imagine Kentucky goes on a little SEC losing streak, which could happen, and you got Kansas in the – got an out-of-conference game in the middle of conference play because that's what they do with the SEC Big 12 schedule. Mm-hmm. I don't really have an issue with it, but it's always kind of – got to preface that. Maybe Kentucky around late January loses three in a row, Roush. Certainly feasible with the schedule. What if they're losing these games – and it's just, hey, on the perimeter, we're just having a tough time kind of guarding these athletic play, you know, these athletic wing guys, these two and threes that are getting past Kellen Grady and Davion Mintz. And we just need a little more athleticism out there. What? Shark, we're gonna have we're gonna have the best player, one of the best players not playing in the NBA on the bench, and you're just gonna leave him there. I just I can't get around it. I know yeah, I'm going on a little bit just, of a rant and tirade about it, but like, I just it still does not add up to me, Roush. I have I just can't envision it. And that's that's the big thing is like I don't care how many times you do an interview with somebody and say this is what we're doing, it just doesn't make much sense. So I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things like you're just trying to buy some time with a good excuse before you come clean, kind of deal, like. I know you may or may not have done that a time or two when you got in trouble and you're just like, okay, well maybe if I can get, maybe this half truth, I I can share this half truth and then completely come clean later. Then it'll be, you know, uh, folks won't be as mad, but like, I I just don't, I don't understand it all. Uh, And if you're going and talking to Ben Roberts, like you're, this is just your PR campaign before you show up, right? So uh, I, I'm assuming he's going to be here soon. It's just a, uh, I, I just don't understand all the motives behind it. And the more mystery there is to it, even if they are going on the record and talking about it, the more I'm skeptical. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think you're saying all the right things. You're easing concerns, calming the waters. I'm cool with all of that. I just, if that dude's going to be on UK's campus, I have a hard time believing he's going to be practicing against this team and UK's coaching staff, whose job it is to win games at Kentucky, is going to say, yeah, let's let's just not let him help us. He's totally eligible, can play right away. Let's just not let him help us. And maybe there's some folks listening and they're like, you all are looking at it all wrong. It's like... You know, buying a buying a collectible, buying a sports card, and all you know it's going to be worth money. You just need to be patient with it because it's going to be at its worth. It's going to be worth its most at X period of time. In Sharp's case, yeah, it'd be great to have him for this season, but he'll get the practice, he'll get the development, he'll get the training, he'll get a little bit of the college experience, but you just wait to see how dominant he'll be in 2022, 2023. We just need to be patient until then. Maybe, may like I, I, I get that that all sounds good, but in sports, it's really hard not to break in case of emergency. The break in case of emergency glass. Yeah, and you've got this Indiana Jones relic hidden here, not hidden, just there for the taking. I just I have a hard time believing UK staff not I not know. going to go seize just, it and take it and and then if he wants to go pro after that I, nobody can really blame him but then folks are going to feel like they're lied to and whatnot it's 
it, it's wild. I just don't want to get run over by the giant ball, you know? And it's worth mentioning that he mentions in the article that, like, you know, they haven't looked in to see if they would be eligible for the draft. I, I, I'm of the understanding that he would be eligible, right, but right. but the, they seem to not be so sure about it. Right. How would he be? He's not a year out of high school. That's that's the whole thing I don't understand about the whole thing. Well, he'll uh, meet the age. age requirement. Yeah. Okay. And, and if so he joins college. Or... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so... Yeah, it just it doesn't doesn't add up. Doesn't the add up. the issue is you got to be a year removed from your high school. Well, if you're a mid year enrollee, does that count? Does that not count? Especially if he meets the age requirement. Right, um, right And right. there's international there's different international rules for players based on you know where they're from. He is technically a Canadian player, uh, but the article says he doesn't meet the league's definition of an international player. But it seems like a lot of gray area that I'm sure the NBA would say, "Yo, we'll make some exceptions for you, Sharp, because you're really good." Like an NBA team's going to want to gobble you up. So you actually are an international player. You don't apply by the other rules. Or uh, one year removed from high school, you, you know, you it's a calendar. You know, it's you graduated high school in 2020. The draft is in 2021. You're good to go. Like, I, they would make some wiggle room for him, I think, if you want to go to the draft. But, hey, if he's not eligible for the draft, hell yeah. That'd be cool, too. It'd be real cool. That'd make everything a lot easier. Uh, and maybe, you know, if Kentucky fan when when they announce when UK announces that he's joining this year's team, which will happen and probably sooner rather than later, it would be worth mentioning that like if they definitively know he's not eligible for the draft, they they should come out and say that. Yeah. And in the I, press release that like, hey, the plan is for him to redshirt this upcoming season and play for the Wildcats 2022-2023 uneligible for the 2022 draft. Uh, Shadon Sharp looks forward to developing and getting ready for the the upcoming or the next Man, year's season. You sound like you could be a media relations person. Maybe read, you should get into that. I've read enough of those things, but um, Yeah, no, you should get into it. Maybe work, if you most people work really hard and don't make Maybe if you become the director of basketball media relations, then Kentucky Roll Call can get more interviews. <laughs> Hey, how are, we do, how are we doing on the Mike Leach interview, Justin? Uh, yeah, we'll talk during the next break on that. No, no, no. This, uh, is, this is it, good. This is good, like, uh, you know, this is good on-air radio producing here. What do we got? So another show had mentioned getting him, which is why uh, I said we should talk off-air about it. Well, but, I don't, I don't, that's fine. We could have every show ever in the history of the big exports radio or every other show in Louisville markets getting Leach on. It doesn't change the fact I would want to get him on. All right. I'm on it. So you, you haven't sent, you haven't done anything. No, but I will. I will today. As soon as we get off the air, I got you. That's right. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right, Roush, you want to get to this Thornton's text line? Anything you all want to add on Sharp? No, no. Um, just, uh, man, let me, be, let me be blunt. Let's go to the Thornton's text line. I'm, I'm going to be making some more of those bad puns. Uh, here all day for those. Here no, all feel, day. Don't feel like you have to. No, the I texture don't. says, what is Jacob Toppin's injury? I don't think I ever heard, do you guys know? Jacob Toppin's injured? Well, he didn't play in the blue-white game. Oh. oh, so he was the guy. 
it just shows you too how many players they got. And also, uh, I think he is the answer to our question the other day: Who guards Paolo Banchero? So go get go get healthy, Jacob. I'm a Brazilian volleyball player from the number one team. Um, Toppin would be great. Yeah, we should have. It, 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 it seems like anytime we rattle off the Kentucky players for this year's team, we just always will leave one player off. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, Toppin inevitable. gets put in there. Kellen Grady has been one for me that I've left off when kind of rattling off the players so much so that now I don't. But unfortunately, it seems like and time like Toppin and Grady are going to be great players for Kentucky. You know, it's no disrespect thing. It's just you rattle off so many players, you're bound to generally kind of leave one off. But yeah, that's the that's another thing too about Keon Brooks is that like, wow, Collins, he looked pretty good. Uh, you you know that like he's a freak athlete. He can do some things others can't. Just how quickly can he put it together? Hopkins. Seemed like it took him no time to put it together. He seems polished for a freshman going into the college basketball season. You better watch out, Brooks. And then Ware looks a little bit better. Can you play him and Oscar together? I bet Calipari wouldn't mind that. He loves his bruisers. He loves his big guys. But Toppin was one that we kind of left off, and that's another guy. So, like, that goes for everybody. The competition – the five, Oscar kind of has that by himself, but you could probably get a little bit of Lance Ware at the five necessarily – but more so at that four where Lance could play even a little bit at the four, and then you throw in Collins, you throw in all these other guys. They better bring it. This is totally opposite from last year, Roush, where if somebody was playing bad, Cal didn't really have any options, in large part because of injuries, but also just kind of a roster makeup as well. But injuries, people forget, played a huge role all throughout parts of last season. I didn't really have a bench to go to if things weren't going well, especially at the guard position. I know I'm talking about at the four, but you've got options too at at point guard and shooting guard at the one, two, and the three even, if you will. But even at the four, you got it across the board. So if Cal needs to kind of to inspire somebody or just not play somebody because it's not clicking for him, he will have a ton of options all across the board. I love that about this upcoming team. Yeah, I think except for – she boy going down Except because where yeah yeah Except where because where is where is going to be the guy that comes in for oscar whenever he gets in foul trouble and we saw in that mississippi state game i know he's worked on his athleticism but he just he has his limitations love me some lance where love that he's a bruiser down there but he he just has his limitations he's a blow the rim kind of guy so uh th- that that's really the only part that you have and then you need Collins and Toppin's length to come in and block some shots from behind and rely on them to rebound so um, that's where they're going to play a significant role uh, this fall is Lance Ware going to be your like favorite favorite player like the player I think it's really fun if you all do this I've kind of mentioned this as well with football like picking a freshman and just kind of letting it be like your freshman that you follow along is Lance Ware going to be your player this year that's like even if they kind of do wrong you don't really care just because you you love watching him play is he the dude yes. you love watching the play oh, yeah, watching yeah. play the most he's going to be my like I'm really just the day that he takes a charge in like on a guy trying to back him down, I'm going to shed a tear of joy. It's it's. I just can't wait. That moment's going to happen at some point, and I'm I'm going to love it. Just scrapping like good old like a old school Keldon Johnson's dad. It's it's going to be a, a sight to behold. 
who could forget old school Keldon Johnson's dad just dominating the SEC in 2005 with Tubby Smith, who's going to be in the rafters maybe during uh, within a 48-hour span of Kentucky football playing a game, which is a complete travesty. I don't know if you all have heard about this or not, but stop the presses. Uh, but, yes, I hope that Lance Ware has a little Chuck Hayes in him as well. And I think that's a great player to pick in terms of my fun little game of kind of having like a, a favorite player that you root for. Uh, and I, I could get in on that. And there's a little part of me that just wanted like KRC to go all in on the same player. And I, I can be talked into that. And maybe on the Thornton sex line, if you all want to all do this together, just have Lance Ware be the yes. KRC, like the, the KRC dude. I'm all for that. A guy that I'm going to have like a special, I'm going to really love watching. The reason I'm not ready to jump all in on Lance Ware just yet is is severe Wheeler. Just because folks, I think you all are just going to love watching this kid yeah. play. Uh, he's so smart. He's, he's, he's so crafty. So creative. And like, how much do we love the short point guard? I know that was my really uh, uh, super. It's probably the hottest take I've ever had on this show. Was that Tower Ulis wasn't that good? People just liked him because he was short. That, that definitely my spiciest take ever on the these here airwaves. Uh, one of those in hindsight, you think like. Eh. Roush, man, you really got carried away there. But part of it's like we love the undersized guy that's going to be hard-nosed in the paint, that's going to, you know, t- take his licks and, and keep moving forward. And, hell, Wheeler and Ware both fit those bills. Yeah, they do. They do. And um, Ware's more of like, you know, I hope his touch comes along. And it looked pretty good in the blue-white game, so he's gotten better. That's what you should do from freshman and sophomore year. I think that's kind of the biggest jump players make is from freshman to sophomore year. So he should look better, and I'm, I'm looking forward to watching him. I love the way he fights. I love the way he hustles. That stuff carries over. And unfortunately, he just wasn't good enough last year to use that hustle and fight to really make a difference. But hopefully this year, um, he's further along. And I think he is. I think he will be. But just the way Wheeler... Like Roush, you you I don't you you're not you don't guard point guards when you play basketball. But Wheeler's just like an annoying, annoying player. I'm sure to have to play against in basketball. He's really oh, in your yeah. face defensively. He he knows kind of where you're going to want to go with the ball, so he can anticipate that and he can and he can knock it away and you can steal it. Um, anytime that I would have a smaller guy on me because I definitely played SEC basketball, you know, very comparable. But, like, any time that I've had, like, one of those players like Wheeler who's much shorter than I am, but he's really in your face, he's good at poking the ball away, I just won't dribble. I'll, I'll just go get my butt on the block, Roush. And, like, but you can't do that in college basketball because you'll have seven-footers down there to block you and whatnot. So you, so Wheeler's just going to be obnoxious. He's just, and, and there's not going to be really too much anybody can do about it, similar in a Euless way. But where he's really smart is how he can get people on his hip with the ball in his hands, where he's basically going to get somebody open because he's going to demand people get off their guy and come to him just the way he can dribble. And you'll see it a lot. He'll get called for this from time to time, but not every time, where he'll dribble. This is something Kentucky didn't have last year. Guys that can get around guys. Oh, it's going to be so much fun to watch. Thank God. And like you've gotten guys that can do this now, both Washington and 
severe wheeler can do this. But he's going to be able to get around guys. And he's going to do this thing where he kind of puts his back elbow on the guy that he gets around. And he's going to use him basically as a prop and shield him which way he wants. So he's going to use his own defender to defend against other defenders on the other team to be able to make passes. Um, it's a foul. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of clipping and using your elbow to clip. But it's really fun to watch. He does it all the time. Uh, he, and he's so little, he sometimes will get it like on their back thigh where he's just he's using that to propel him using the guy as a shield and being able to kick out and pass on the perimeter or on the inside because the other guy will come up. He is a wizard with the ball in his hands, and I can't wait to watch him uh, for Kentucky this season. And I can't help but think, Roush, like the fact he got so much crap when he committed because he averaged four turnovers a game. And he's going to turn the ball over, folks. Get over it. I mean, it's just it's bound to happen. Some of them won't be his fault. Players are going to drop the ball, but it'll go on Wheeler because uh, he's the one facilitating. There's a little part, you know, he took some crap, the underdog angle, kind of like you mentioned with Ware. Yeah, and there's something about little guys, too. Like one of the guys I play with, he's like 5'9 or so. And you just always think you can block their shot, but the way they use their body to get into you and then it just floats. Like it's so frustrating as a big man to try to block that. Because you're like, I can block any one of their shots, but yet the way that they can, the release point, everything, uh, it's just, man, so frustrating at times as a big. So uh, suck at little guys when you're against us, but when you're with us, we love you. We love you. Bring home number nine. And, and uh and he is a he's a surprisingly good finisher. Well said. Like the way he can get some of those layups off and they go in. Uh, really, I think a wizard is a good way to describe him. All right. That's hour one. Hour two coming up next here on Kentucky Roll Call. Big X Sports Radio, 961 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen, Nick Roush coming up next on the Big X. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call. Here on the Big Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. If you're still on your way into the office, not too late, stop by Thornton's, get yourself some donuts, fresh coffee. Mm-hmm. Fuel up to Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper for all they do for Thornton's and Big Exports Radio. We're happy to have the Thornton's text line 502-414-1450. And we're going to read some of those texts this hour, Nick. Yep. I uh, I actually went to Thornton's a little later than normal yesterday on my way to Lexington, and they already had the the lunch items out, like the chicken tenders and stuff like that. But I was still in a breakfast mood. So I went with the donuts and they have, it's hard to describe, but it's essentially a glazed donut that's like pull apart donut holes. Those things are awesome, man. They're so good. So how highly recommend, highly that recommend. Sounds delicious. Yes, highly recommend. We do. We did have something happen during the break. What? And this is a big callback. Uh, Petuitos. The Petuitos are back. Oh, that's good. People Which, forget didn't we used to do like some sort of like uh, we would have Trevor like alert us and then read the Betweetos tweet every morning or something? Yeah, 
when Rick Pitino made his Twitter account. That was a, a good time. And then I think he had like he said he was the only coach to take three schools to a final four in his bio. And then he also had Patino spelled wrong in his in his like Twitter uh, header. Yeah. That? Yeah, that was great. Great stuff. Uh this what's even greater, or actually I'll I'll just say it's real nice that he has sixty nine thousand followers on Twitter. Real nice. No, that is nice. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> Forget the hype and early records. The five best teams executing the best at both ends in the NBA. The Jazz, Bulls, Heat, Denver, and Warriors. Speaking of the Bulls, how was Billy Donovan not in the Hall of Fame? Back-to-back championships? Look it up. Not too many have done that. <laughs> I love the look it up, too. Because, <laughs> like, I, I've heard that Rick Pitino press conference before. Look it up. Just look it up. Yeah. Oh, Rick. I, I miss Rick Pitino press conferences so badly. People forget, a lot of people forget Billy Donovan's the head coach of the Bulls. Yo, including this person right here. You, you just like see it every once in a while and you're like, wait, what? What's going on here? I like that he says, forget the hype. Jazz, I think they were the number one overall seed last year. Denver <laughs> has like two of the better young players, three Did, of maybe the better young players in the NBA. The weren't Heat they in the, were finals in the finals or no? Western Conference yeah. finals last year. Yeah. The, the Heat were in the NBA finals two years ago. And then the Warriors are the Warriors. So, whoa, <laughs> easy there, Rick. Like, so the Bulls. <laughs> the Bulls, forget the hype. Oh, he just wanted to shout out Billy Donovan. He really did. Oh, gosh. Good for him. Man, I miss, what a gem. I missed the guy. Really, really did. Yep. Uh, uh, that was the news, though, you had during the break? That that was the big news because I just I, – I, I remembered us having a Petweeto bit a while ago. But there are two things that I did want to bring up uh, from the world of high school sports. One is controversial and one is heartwarming. So which one, which one would you rather discuss first, TJ? You always go bad first, so let's let's get the controversial out of the way. Uh, so the controversial, JCPS announced their new test-to-play program where every kid in elementary, middle school, and high school will be required to get tested weekly for COVID-19 if they want to be involved in extracurricular activities, whether it's sports, chess club, whatever it may be. Uh, weekly testing done at the school, and it does not matter if you are vaccinated or not. Uh, TJ, I'm not one that has been one to, that's eager to talk about COVID policies that are dumb or whatever they may, may be on the show, but man, does this feel like it's an unnecessary thing or what? Like, what do we have just kids? Like, uh, I haven't. I haven't heard about a ton of like. There's been a few COVID football games, a few football games canceled because of COVID, but like, it's not. It's not really been a problem. Like, there's been a few here and there. You might have a team miss a week or two, and but like, uh, there's been some kids that are going home. But like, isn't the COVID numbers going down? Like, I, I, I feels very, very unnecessary. JCPS. Um. I know there's a lot of people listening that are probably like screaming in their cars or their office or mowing the lawn or whatever they're doing, being like, thank you, Roush. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Here's how we play this. You all, we just say, yes, we agree, Roush. Like we totally agree. It, it is way over the top. Um, I, I, it's all, I swear. I, sometimes I think like JCPS just wants to push as many people away as possible, which is a bold, bold <sighs> strategy. You think that they'd want the alternative. Yeah. Um, 
And it also feels like this is something that they, if you were going to do it, you would do it before the school year started, but you're doing it now. And their their rationale was, well, winter sports are starting and it's inside. But it's like you've been inside in classrooms this entire time. Like you're you're around more kids in classrooms. Uh, it just I don't I don't understand. Well, and then at least at least in like St. X's case, they you, they make the kids wear the mask in school, which I just so infuriating to me. But neither here nor there. And then they like show the student section, which is just going bonkers with not a mask in sight. And it's like, what what are, what are we doing? What are yeah. and same and same with the athletes. Uh, but uh, JCPS, I, I really wouldn't be surprised if they came out and they were like, students just need to start wearing life jackets in the halls. Like you just, we don't, it's like, you know, there's a South Park episode that has a similar bit, but you just can't be too safe with this stuff. And the thing that worried me a little bit too, is the fact that like, and I, I'm not, I don't think people should tell people one way or another what they should do with their kids in terms of the COVID vaccines. If you think it's best for your kids to get it, then they're your kids. You're your parents do what you want. If you don't, they're your kids. You're, you're, you're their parents. You do what you want at the end of the day. But if they're vaccinated and you're still going to make them test, like, what? What? Yeah. What? what you're not mean? like. What are, we, no, what are we even doing with that either? But the whole test. I, I don't want to give them like a carrot in terms of saying either one is acceptable. Uh, it's dumb to do a weekly test. Just dumb. And yeah, it sounds kind of expensive, but yeah, yeah, um, kind so you of expensive. You're gonna be you're gonna be encouraging people not to do stuff, which well, you it, <laughs> do the exact opposite. That you. This, right. One thing we've learned in the coronavirus pandemic is it's and i'm not following that currently so need not rules for thee not me at least in the last three months just be healthy like do more stuff be healthy have healthy be a healthy person if you can the, Try the part the part that really stuck out to me too is that uh elementary school kids they're at least doing the tests in the classroom but the middle school kids would have to get testing in a drive-through at their school after school so if i'm a parent like, and my kid is, you know, uh, sitting the bench of the back. Like, like I, how are they going to find the time to do that? And like, if you're barely playing anyway, it's like, all right, Johnny, maybe we just don't play basketball this year. We'll go, we'll go to Metro Parks instead. We'll go somewhere else because you're right. Like, they'll just, they'll just go play somewhere else. They'll play in an Optimus League or whatever. It well, may. they'll join. They could just join a parish and play a CSAA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and that's what they'll do. So it's good for the CSAA. So hopefully their numbers get up. I, I, from everything I've heard, Roush, they are. And it's yeah. kind of like bittersweet because it is it is really, really important to have a good public school system and one that has great and, – and, and JCPS does. They've got great students. They've got great – they do have great teachers, especially in the art program at, at one school particularly. Uh, but just be – Get more people to do more things, not make rules to make them do less things. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. There's COVID talk. Uh, Roush cries uh, every time we do it, and he puts this carrot in front of me, and I can't help myself. I know. I know. And I'm in, see, but you know what? I, I'm not one that wants to ever bring that stuff up, but it was a very big talking point over the last 24 hours because I think it was a almost universal, like, huh? Why? Um, but I will tell you, there's a good reason why I'm sharing the next story. Do you remember last year when teams were just canceling on Shawnee all the time and for no real reason at all, like, oh, there's protests. We can't go down there. It's dangerous. And then Jackson County said, you know what? We'll drive three hours to go play you, by God. And to show that like, it was a sign of solidarity. It was a really 
kind of touching story. And uh, even though neither team, I think that was Jackson County's first win of the year, maybe their first win in two years, it was a, it was a really great moment. Well, Jackson County, they're just coming in through the clutch again because they tried to travel all the way to Caverna. Why are they playing Caverna all the way in Western Kentucky? Another three-hour trip? I don't know. They didn't uh, get the win. Hand up, never heard of Caverna. Caverna is like around Cave City. Uh, I yeah, knew them because they admit it. I love Kentucky, every part of it. So excited to learn more about Caverna. Yes, it's um, they they would play Holy Cross. So I would know that was the team that my friends at Holy Cross would beat up on quite a bit. I'm pretty sure the kid uh, Faulkner that transferred did he transfer to Louisville? Uh, or yeah. he was yeah he he went to Caverna back in the day. So there you go. There's your Caverna lesson. Wow. Uh, but. The Jackson County team, uh, some of the players were on their way home, and, and they they saw a one-car accident on the side of the road, and like a handful of football players said, hold up, stop the car, put your flashers on, got out, and helped uh, this guy, Brian Miller. Uh, or no, no, it's Brian Miller said his dad wouldn't be alive if the football team didn't find him and keep him calm after the wreck and then alert emergency services. So shout out to the Jackson County football team saving lives on Friday nights. Even after a loss, they, their spirits were not down in the dumps too much to help uh, somebody who needed it on the side of the road. Wow. Awesome story. That is heartwarming. Yeah, pretty cool. So uh, shout out to you, Jackson County. Keep on keeping on uh, down there in Eastern Kentucky. That is, that, I love hearing stories like that. And that aren't we glad we finished with that one? Yes, yes. Ah, I, I am better. too. Uh, high school season's got to be getting close to an end, right? At least uh, this is the last week of the regular season for football, and then gotcha. playoffs begin. So I know mail manuals Friday, uh, big rivalry. Uh, that took a year off last year because I think it was manual who had COVID. Uh, they, people, folks were very upset about that, but they're back. Uh, reports from the wife are that things are already heated at school. She lost her voice yelling at kids yesterday because they were so wound up. So, well, shouldn't she be pumping them up, not yelling, not calming them down? Oh no, no, no. They, they. Do you think they need to be pumped up? I don't think so. Hannah says everybody at Mail would go around the school saying, "Gotta let the big dog eat." Wolf, wolf, and that's just what they do all day. Uh, I, I did think it was funny that like. Um, so, you, you know, you have to PC a lot of these rivalries. They used to call it death to manual day. And now it's like doomed to manual day. Kind of like the world's, <laughs> you can't, you can no longer call it the world's largest cocktail party, but it's sponsored by Dos Equis. It's like, what are we doing here? People like, yeah, you God. can't call it the red river shootout anymore. Oh, cause people don't know about that guns exist. Like, give me a freaking break. Do doomed to manual, much less ominous. <laughs> Right before Halloween, too. Yeah, like makes, makes me feel much safer. Oh man, that is a fun. I, I love, I love their little trophy. I think it's the best trophy in in high school sports, which is a good reminder. Well, I'll really get on it on Monday, uh, so a little less than a week now. Got to bring back the beer barrel for Tennessee, Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. But what yeah. we need. Uh, so since my plan, you think is, Mitch is going to allow that. Oh hell. <laughs> No, Justin, we're just talking to clouds. It's not, of course, it's not going to happen. Not with Mitch as athletic director. But what we need to do, Roush, and I'll be at the game, so maybe I can play a role in this. But like, just whoever the winning team is, we throw them like a. We start with just a mini little barrel, uh, inflatable barrel, maybe. 
No, I mean, there's like, I used to have the, it was, you know, those like advertisements on Facebook that are just like the dumbest little things. But if you're in like a pinch for a gift, it's like, okay, maybe this little uh, initialed, it was this initialed like mini bourbon barrel, but it like could dispense liquid. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, you can, people age their own bourbon and you know, it's a fun little but thing this to was, do. This was like a, you, you got like initials on, we got like a, a, I think I got it for my dad and I swear 50% of the time I get my dad a gift within three years, that gift will be given back to me unintentionally. But just like as a, I don't want or need this. And then me being like, well, I don't want the gift I got my dad to be thrown away. And plus, you know, I'm sure I can find a use for anything. I'll take it. So eventually I got this little like wine thing, bourbon barrel back. And if I knew where that damn thing was, I could paint. That would be perfect. That would yeah. be a perfect little thing. And then we just hand it to the winning team and they take it. You know, one player is going to like have fun with it, post a picture of it. And we, then we just need one picture. And once you got one picture, boom, that thing becomes the collector's item. The teams are going to value it. And then it, we we brought back the, the beer barrel. Or it could be like the old school when people stole Smokey. You just have a fraternity go down there and steal the bourbon barrel from Tennessee. We'll, we'll do all this next week. We'll tell old UK okay. Tennessee stories because yes. there's too many great ones for us to to waste them on Tuesday of Mississippi State. I don't know if there's so many great Mississippi State stories. Yeah, uh, suck have, at Mississippi State. Do the cowbells bug you as much as they seem to bug everybody else? Yeah, yeah. Um, which Texers uh, on the Thornton's text line have questions about it, and I have answers. And I, it might even be the next text on the Thornton's uh, text line, but I'm not going to lie. I got lost. Oh, no. We got lost in the text line. Ah! Oh, here it is. All in on the Starkville experience this weekend. Do I bring my own cowbell or do I get punched for doing so? Do not bring your own cowbell. You do not want to contribute to that, but you do need to bring your own earplugs. Like, I. That was one mistake I made the first time I went. Your ears will hurt if you don't bring them. You, you so don't. Do You're fine. It's it's over. It's over exaggerated. The noise. It's annoying and it's maybe a little bit louder. But if you've been to a loud stadium before, you'll be all right. Tickets really cheap for UK Mississippi State, by the way. So if you're in the the Starkville area or you're thinking about a little weekend getaway, why don't you head on down there? Wear your blue. And I don't know. I, I go back and forth on the cowbells. One, like, let's not whine about it. It is what it is. These folks in northern Mississippi like their – or wait, which one's between Starkville and Oxford? Which one's more northern? Oxford's northern. Oxford. Yeah, my bad. Okay, yeah. Um, but Starkville, if, they want, if that's what makes them happy, they drive all around town, they bring their cowbells, then so be it. Um, but I, I've thought that like whenever Mississippi State comes to UK, either UK fans bring Vuvuzelas to the game or they bring their own cowbells. I think the rule the SEC needs to make is, listen, we're not doing artificial noisemakers, but Mississippi State, God love them, they're grandfathered in. But the rule is anytime Mississippi State comes to your place, artificial noisemakers, totally fair. We don't put a cap on any of it. You guys go crazy. Have fun. Stoop said, I'm petitioning to get air horn, so let's make it happen. Did he really say that? Yeah, that was his uh, that was his one-liner yesterday, too. That's he had great. a couple of them. Yeah. Got to be feeling good. I imagine that. It's like 60, 64,000 air horns <laughs> at the Krogue. Oh, it'd be, it'd, be a, it'd be a blast. It would be 
a blast. Uh, another texture on the Thorns text line says, John and his parlay can suck it. Who day? Justin, what'd you have on cowbells? I was just going to say, cowbells to me seem extremely juvenile because that's what all the high schools do. Yeah. I thought, I thought high schools did rocks and bottles. I mean, uh, it, no. It, both. it seems like every high school I go to, they're, they're ringing them damn cowbells. My mom was a cowbell lady. She was one of like a handful. There'd be a couple moms that would bring those. Which I don't mind them. I've I've always liked cowbells. I just I don't know. It just seems juvenile. It's 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 also different when there's you know a crowd of a maybe a thousand people and you've got a dozen people doing it to try to be louder versus fifty thousand people ringing them at the same time. I I'm just, this I, I I don't know if. Uh... If juvenile's the word, I would say, but I do love that you took a blatant shot at Miss Roush. Oh wow, that was actually more of a shot towards Mississippi State, but uh, yeah. But then Roush says that his mom uses them. What next? Are you going to say to back that thing up? Well, Mrs. R- Mrs. Roush has never given me cookies like uh, old Brooke. So <laughs> wow. there you go. There you get go. her on it. Uh, what What is your favorite juvenile song, Justin? Don't know any. Is that slow actually motion a motion for me? Move that slow motion for me. <laughs> mm. You yeah, mean like the thing up? That's juvenile. Yeah. It was, you mean it was like song from when I was a juvenile? No, no, juvenile. <laughs> the, the... No, no, no. Justin's right. I meant song when he was a juvenile. <laughs> <laughs> what now I'm it? confused. Is there what? is there really someone named Juvenile? Yeah. There is a rapper named Juvenile, and he's saying back that thing up. Yeah. Oh my gosh, how embarrassing. He's a fine looking woman with your back to thing. That's and, that's gotta be it then. And yeah. slow motion. That was a great one. That was yeah. wasn't that Ja Rule? No, 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 no. He kind of sounds like it because he's graspy voice, but it was not Ja Rule. It was juvenile. Learn something yeah. every day, boys. Yep. But your but again, your favorite song from your youth? Oh um it has to be that North Carolina oh, take your shirt off. off. Petey yeah. Pablo, yeah, really? It's gotta be, nice. it's gotta be. Yeah. Although, always made me upset. They never said Kentucky in that song. <laughs> they oh, say yeah. everywhere. You, I, yeah, I would get mad about that too. Like when Lil John's roll call song, he would say like all of these places and not Kentucky, Alabama. <laughs> oh, good times, great old yeah. Kentucky yeah. roll call. A text <laughs> texter says. Ja, or, uh, it's good thing Mark Stoops didn't have a press conference a few hours after after Roush was fifteen Dixie cups deep of various chilies. I, I just I still think we kind of maybe it was just like the Monday haze of yesterday, but we glossed over the fact that Roush went to a chili cookoff where it sounded like anywhere from fifty to hundred people, several of which were small children, all were crammed in uh, a, a ten by eight kitchen. <laughs> After having 16 <laughs> cups of chili, it was just, it was fart city. You guys were your own Dutch ovens. Uh, we were, but we, we were not in there very long. I, you know, <laughs> it was, it was, it was outdoors until weather forced it indoors and we did not last long indoors. Uh, <laughs> the next day I came over cause I like brought a, you know, I brought a bunch of party supplies and whatnot. So I'm picking up my TV table, all that sort of stuff. And, it's like, so how late do people stay over here? Oh, it was a parent party. People were out of here by 8.30. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, well, welcome to that, TJ. Uh, party's um, ending a lot earlier. I'm, I'm, well, I'm well used to it. 
Uh, we, our friend had a birthday and we brought him dinner yesterday. And like the initial plan was like, Hey, you know, Monday night football, whatever. But we, we were there like an hour and we're home before the Monday night football game had even <laughs> started started. Yeah. So, Oh, that's great. That um, was a pretty good Monday night football game though. I watched, uh, more than I anticipated. Not anybody cares about fantasy, but I needed 10 points from Lockett. I'm so sick of Tyler Lockett. And I, it's not really maybe his fault just because Seattle's offense is just so bad. Hey, but at least I mean, they Gino covered. Smith, at least the they covered. Yeah, at least they covered. I had, a good, I had a good NFL gambling week. I've done, weirdly, this has never happened in my life. I've been doing better in the NFL than I have in college football. I don't that know. Like PT's Picks of the Week is a small sample size, but I'm getting crushed on that. I'm, no, I'm not Adam Luckett bad, but not good either. Um, but NFL, I'm not doing too shabby. So weird, really weird stuff. Suck it, Luckett. Yeah, suck it, luck it. Uh, texter on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, said, Roush really leaning into his former ex-boss's strategy of creating fake outrage takes. The Rams chant really set you off, Haas? Oh, I love the word Haas. Yeah, I do too. I've seen it spelled multiple ways, though. H-O-S-S and H-A-U-S. Or, yeah, H-A-U-S, like the German word for house. You used to have um, a cat named Haas. Oh, nice, nice. Um, but yeah, like, uh, I mean, I can't fake anything on this show, folks. I'm not a good liar. So, you know, I'm, I mean, you heard me screaming last week about Mitch Barnhart scheduling Tubby Smith's jersey. I, I, I can't fake that. So, like, I am what I am. I get mad about really dumb things. Really dumb things set me off. He really, really does. Um, oh, by the way, it is Ram's house that they say. And it is okay. They did it even when they were at the Coliseum. Oh, so maybe it's just something that goes back forever that some idiot did in the eighties. You know, actually, it probably started when they were playing like the L.A. Raiders, and that was like a big rivalry or something. You know, and that would make more sense. I, I've got no clue. Uh, regardless, it, it doesn't seem like a huge deal, but it's good to be fired up. Means you're no, living life, buddy. It's great. It's great for radio too. Yeah. Great for radio. Um, and man, this person—they're really coming after me today. You can't have that Tennessee paranoia. No reason to worry. Says the guy who picked Tennessee to beat Kentucky in the preseason. <laughs> and they say Roush is a clown. The clown emoji didn't make its way over, oh, but I remember man. that one. Uh, got me. That you is got true. Me. Joan Calamezzo, you got got Roush. Yeah, get the call out the girls. I got got. I has got you. Be sure to say it. I said it yesterday. More concerned about the Mississippi State game than I am Tennessee. So you got to got to get through this one on Saturday. And uh, how do you? Well, let's go to. I, I just want to kind of quick pick your brain because we still have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to talk more about Mississippi State. But I've got one just kind of key key question that I think you can give a quick, succinct answer to in regards to Kentucky's chances on Saturday. So I'll ask you that when we return. One final break on Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Exports Radio. Roll. And then a lot of the Thornton Sex line to go. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen will be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call.
Welcome back. One final segment. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Roll. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Tuesday morning. Appreciate you listening along. And got a, a surprise, surprising message from St. X head football coach Kevin Wallace in my direct messages telling me a little bit more about Caverna. Oh, yeah, because he was in that neck of the woods for a long time. We, of course, had him on the show a couple of years back when we did the show at St. X to preview the St. X to sales game. Roush, we need to make that a, a the, the norm. Anytime those two play in football, we do the show from the school that morning. Uh, that'd be a good time. And I think we maybe missed one year, but we can get back at it. I don't know if they're scheduled to play down in the future or not, but they should. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Game seems to, to mean a lot for a lot of folks. He lets me know it's a small independent school district that has students from Hart and Barron County. It is in Hart County, though, right? Caverna? I Sounds think. right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I looked it up when we were talking about it, but I've since closed it out. Um, they play in the fifth region, won a state baseball championship with Blake and Brian Doyle. Older brother, Denny Doyle, played many years in the MLB. Clarence Glover, Western Kentucky star, NBA vet, played for Caverna Colonels. Oh, I like the Caverna Colonels. Really rolls off the tongue. I bet our old producer, Trevor Kelsey, would know a lot of those names, maybe more than we would Coach Wallace. True, true. Um, I... I do not know though what your question was going into the break. I, I was I'm I'm, I'm anxious I'll, now. I'll get to that, but thank you for sending that in. I did ask for it. I love learning about new places in Kentucky and yeah, Caverna. You know, Hart, Barron County, that area familiar with at least enough, but I had not heard of Caverna. My question for you, Roush, regarding Kentucky and Mississippi State. Jumping right back into it here on Kentucky Roll Call. And remember, you can get the podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Uh, also, we're on TuneIn. That's, the I think, the easiest way to stream the show. We got a data and hassle-free streaming number. And remember, you can tell Alexa, Siri, play Big X Sports Radio, and they will. And it's easy-peasy, lemon-squeezy. Question for you, Roush. Kentucky, Mississippi State, what's the easiest way to a win for Kentucky in terms of what they can do offensively? What's going to work? And I know we talked yesterday that you said that the secondary is right for the picking, but it's always good to have a healthy run game. I don't know how many games UK has won in the Mark Stoops era where they haven't been able to establish the ground game. Mississippi State's numbers suggest throw, throw, throw. Will they be able to run? And can that be a key? Do you look at that as a key to victory? Like establish I, the run, you win the game. If you don't, then it's going to be up in the air, quite literally, because you're going to be throwing more. I, I do. And I think some of the stats are a byproduct of the opponents they've played. You know, LSU couldn't run the ball until the second half of the Kentucky game. Um, the only team that you would consider, like a Alabama, same way, they throw it all over the yard. The only team that you would consider a running team, uh, they beat Texas A&M before Calzada became Calzada. Uh, and A&M had a 100-yard rusher and I think like almost 200 against the Bulldogs that day. So I think it's possible to run against them, especially with this offensive line. And I think some of it, you need angry Chris Rodriguez to play angry, pissed off, like he's the best running back in the SEC. So I, I really think that that is the kind of key is to reestablishing that run game um, because Levis has shown you that he's more than capable of making those throws. But to get back to what you do best offensively, you got to be able to run the football. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So I'm hoping that they're going to be able to do it. It's something that they've been able to 
they've mostly been able to control the line of scrimmage in this series. Uh, you don't have the wins on the road to really show for it, but uh, you, you just wish you could have gotten Lynn Bowden playing quarterback down there uh, a few years back. You'd think that probably would have been a win for the Cats because they were able to, to establish the run a little bit, just not able to score enough points, unfortunately. Uh, how many points do you think wins it? Man, I don't know. We won't, we won't hold you to it. You reserve the right to change I mean, your mind by Friday. I think they can win with 28, eight, 28 points. I do. I kind of have a feeling like first to 30 is yeah. the definitive winner, which I don't think necessarily either team maybe gets to 30 necessarily, but I think if one does, I don't think you're getting two to 30. So uh, the first one to 30, I think, would, would be the winner. But uh, let's get back to the Thornton Stacks line, 502-414-1450, 1450 A texter says on the Thornton Stacks line, and remember, be a refreshing rewards member. Yeah, you're gonna do it to it. Gasoline. Uh, what's absolutely wild is I had the under in the Penn State-Illinois games. It still cashed comfortably nine overtimes, LOL. Truly couldn't believe it. Ah, that was wild. That That's just – that's Big Ten football, baby. Uh, one texter uh, tweets in what the Bucks fan will receive for catching the 600th touchdown ball from Tom Brady. Two signed jerseys and a helmet from Tom. A signed Mike Evans jersey and game cleats. $1,000 credit. Uh at the Buccaneers team store and two season tickets for the rest of the season and next. Uh, Tom Brady also it. said he's given him a Bitcoin too. Whoa. So, nice. Yeah, he said that on Monday Night Football. That's that's actually got some financial backing to it. What What, what is a Bitcoin worth now? I nowadays? think like 61000 right now, 62000 yeah, yeah. So that that's that's a much better deal then. But before that, I know a lot of people were worked up. I was like, I'm like one of the few people that I do. I am a little altruistic in that, like, I would probably end up giving it back. Now I would do some negotiating. Like it would be cool to hang out with Brady for like a lunch oh or something. Oh my gosh, you all! But I, 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 I'm the guy who would throw it back. You know, I, I'd give it back to the guy. That, that's just me. Oh, I, I I was picturing something different. Roush just hammered at an NFL football game. He gets this ball, and I just imagine you being way too aggressive in negotiating with the equipment manager. Like, I, I, I need it in writing, and I want this, and I want that. And I, I don't know. I don't know if you would just give it back. I don't think I'm giving it back to the equipment manager, though. Like, I'll just like, no, just here's my number. Have Tom give me a call, and we'll figure it out. Like, yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. You'd be like aggressive in doing that. Like, no, yeah. I'm not. No, I'll get it straight. I'll give it back straight to Tom. So that was funny that this was brought up because the wife and I were talking about it when it happened, but we had it on mute. So we weren't really sure exactly what was going on. And she was like, would you just give it up? Like, do you just have to give it up like that? And I was like, no, you don't have to. Uh, but they're they're probably negotiating something like that. And I, not knowing that it was like his, such a such a huge milestone, I was like, I would want, you know, Jersey cleat, something like that. But I, I said the same thing, Rash. Like I'd want to meet him to, to give it to him. Cause that would be a lot more memorable than just season tickets or something, you know? Well, maybe not necessarily, but, but that, but you may get both with that. Somebody was saying the ball could be worth like half a million dollars. If he I'm didn't not, give it I'm up. Not buying that. I don't know either. if I am yeah. either. I, I wouldn't doubt. Maybe he could get more cash if it went to auction. Right. Then everything and, and probably down the road too. Like I think it be time also helps things get you know it, it increases the value. And so I, I 
I would think it would it may be 200,000 or something. But getting a Bitcoin from Brady, pretty cool. Bitcoin, Bitcoin's going to the moon. Yeah, throughout all this, the experience of this also pretty cool. Um, yeah. But but he, the the Bitcoin, the season tickets, it it seems like a pretty fair deal. Seems like yeah. a pretty good deal for him. All's, all's well that ends well. Seems like everybody's happy. Uh, one texter on the Thorns text on says, Gents, I forgot to tell you guys, but I got promoted to the JV head coach for Holland's Latin. Wouldn't make my day if you guys could make a game down the road. Come enjoy a classic KHSWI game where I absolutely press the living dog poop out of teams, making them want to tap out. The opposing head coach isn't ready, I can assure you. Man, we, we are going to have to go to a Highlanders game, TJ. Oh, and I don't think it's that far away from me either, so I'm, I'm all in Dude, on that. I didn't even know they had a gym at that school. So good for well, I didn't even know the school existed until like recently. So uh, <laughs> you, you could have told me there isn't a gym and I would have believed <laughs> you. So we will. We'll we'll have to get that that would be fun. We can <laughs> be I'm sure I'm sure they'll play us. like one of our schools too, you know. If not, they'll play Wagner because you know you got to get an easy win against the fighting Trevor Kelsey. So I think um, Sam yeah. would give them the business. Justin, would you go with us? Sure. Yeah, as long as it's not on a day that I'm broadcasting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, ooh, what if Justin broadcasts the game? That would I'm be here. Pretty cool. I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. Well, but a JV game, you know. That's I fine. Mean, I'll do a JV game. Could we could we rationalize that? <laughs> we could do our own broadcast. Yeah. No, that, that like, would be, yeah. That would be a share, lot. Sharing some a Facebook live or something. We just ripped the coaching the entire game. <laughs> Justin doesn't like to hang out with KRC outside of office hours. This isn't true. But I just had to double check. No, no time. No time. No time for any KRC lunches, brunches, desserts, the sorts. I'm going to try to get to lunch tomorrow. Uh, you okay. missed the tax roush uh, on the Thornton sex line. TJ, you also made a $25 bet with me, so just go ahead and send that over whenever you're ready. <laughs> Oh, uh, also those trick-or-treaters who would take the entire bucket of candy that was laid out by the front door were extremely dishonest. I probably take some blame on that and wish I hadn't done that because that's taking away the fun and spirit of the holiday. Yeah. You, you don't like, uh, I would take all of that too. Like you, you either, no. you either go out there to give out candy or you don't give out candy at all. There's no middleman because the kids are going to take it all. Like I, I participated in a bum rush of a leftover bowl because once word got out that there was an un there was an unsupervised bowl, yeah, it, you it was a matter of time. Right. So I think one, you know, I think there would be a time or two where like there'd be six or seven kids, everybody just like reaching, grabbing as much as they could that I participated. But I never simply went up to a bowl that I saw unattended by myself or with one other person and just like poured the whole thing in my bag. I, I would have felt too guilty doing that. Yeah. But so for me, there was always like a group of like three or four of us. So, you know, you just split it up between you and it was usually almost all the way gone anyway. So um. yeah, you rationalize it. However you want thief. Texter says, I want to thank you guys again for the salsa coupon I received from a drawing about a year ago. My dad has finally gotten the courage to start dating again after a rough and long year for my mom passing away and is taking a new date to Salsaritas for a quick bite. Offered to give my dad the coupon and since I still haven't used it, but knew it was the right thing to do. Salute, gentlemen. Oh, salute to you. Salute to dad. Uh, great that he's getting back out there and bouncing back. I'm sure it's been tough, but Salsarita is great, casual, not a whole lot of pressure. Great place to take a date. Oh yeah. And it's 
perfect if you've got like another activity plan. Like if you're going to the Jack of Jack of Lantern spooktacular down at Iroquois Park, or you're going to see a spooky movie or something. It's perfect because you can do you can make it as long as you want. You're gonna get your food instantly. It's gonna be hot and it's gonna be fresh and it's gonna be delicious. But if you want to kind of just hang out, I, they they serve uh, booze if I'm not mistaken too. You can hang out, or if you're kind of in a rush and need to get on the go, you eat, you get going, you get on to your next activity. But that's cool to hear. That mm-hmm. good for good for your pops getting back out there and uh, and we. Happily, we we just seems like when we give out salsaritas coupons, it's just to the same person, and they, that guy doesn't want them anymore. <laughs> so we always intend to give out more. Uh, yeah, we do. We really do. Um, oh man, this is low hanging fruit. TJ, are you a fan of scary movies during Halloween season? If so, what are some of your favorites? I most certainly am. Uh, some of my favorites, just the classic Halloween, first Halloween. Big big fan mm-hmm. of that. Um, if you're, I've, I've kind of done this before on the show. If you're kind of looking for weird Midsommar was kind of a weird movie that will definitely give you chills. Um, a movie that I had just heard of that I watched many, many years ago, but I had forgotten about that really kind of gave me some scares. The first time I watched it VHS, that was pretty scary. Is that like ring. Um, no, no. Okay. No, but it does involve a VHS tape. <laughs> it's like different. the The premise of the movie is it's it's a bunch of unrelated, like basically short movies, if you will. If I remember correctly, I think the first one was like three or four short, different scares, and each one was like a leftover VHS tape where they were recording something. Something bad happened. Here's the tape of its recording. That's why it's called hmm. VHS. Ah, and then this little creepy girl comes out of the TV uh, after she, of course, gave you a seven days heads up to not be oh, anywhere yeah. near a TV. Definitely not the part of the ring. Oh, when they, when they when they showed that girl in the closet on the ring, that as a young child was too much for me. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't know if you do, but that's okay. It's very no, I spooky. Do. I do. Uh, yeah. Very spooky. She was hey. much spookier in Scary Movie Three. That's <laughs> good. Yeah, it's uh, scary movies underrated. Maybe yeah. properly rated, but I don't hear enough. It's properly rated. I don't hear enough yeah. people talking about them. Uh, you know, they come and go. Uh, just they if you if go. you come across me, you better bring up scary movie. That's all I'm saying. A texter okay. says, "Oh, it's TC from Lexington. TC from Lexington here, boys. Any more on Sharp being a late addition to this team? While watching the blue-white game, I couldn't help but think we were seeing a quality team that maybe didn't have their best shooter in Frederick and potentially their best player in Sharp if he were to be added out there. And maybe your, I don't know, I was going to say best bouncer with Toppin, but it's probably Collins now, which is crazy to think because Toppin is an absolute freak. Mm-hmm. So you're right, TC from Lexington. The team maybe far from complete in this instance. Yep. And if you want to hear us talk more about it, we did a lot in the first hour. So check out the KRC podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, a great text on the thorns text line, Mitch Barnhart hands out raisins on Halloween and only gets snakes and sparklers for 4th of July. That's spot on. Yeah. Yeah. I was milk. Duds was going to be my other Halloween candy too. They're in the old school box. Yeah. That's, how do we not mention raisins? Gosh, yeah, if you give out raisins, dried raisins, shame, shame on you. Man, 
Mitch Barnhart. What a guy. He also said he doesn't think he's eligible for the draft because he won't be a year removed from high school. Hami was at a post-grad school. That's a good point about Hamadou Diallo. Uh, mm, yep. Yeah, that's that's something that I think that they could probably work around, but good. Yeah, no, he definitely wouldn't be eligible. Good point, everybody. Let's just everybody on board with that. Yeah, not eligible. Not eligible. Not, not eligible. Of course, to not make millions. Come back. To, although he'll get his nil deals are going to be ridiculous. Yeah. That, there's He's no already probably got two that. Porsches waiting for him. UofL fans will cry and cry. Oh, man. I hope that Porsche just exclusively covers UK. <laughs> just every athlete. You sign with Kentucky, you get a Porsche. Yeah. Uh, Louisville. Uh, sorry. Man, that'd be huge, though, you know. Yeah. Come on, Porsche Louisville. Give out free Porsches to everybody. <laughs> you get a Porsche. You, you buy, get a Porsche. Joe, for every one you give to UK, Joe Kraft will buy. <laughs> oh, John here. Good morning to all. I have two favorite players this year, Ty Ty and CJ. Tell me, guys, does the coaching staff or fan base owe any extra respect on players like Mintz or Brooks for coming back? These guys could have went overseas. Should they get at least five or six minutes regardless of how they're playing? I don't think so. What do you think? I mean, John, I think they're going to be getting that at minimum anyways because they're pretty good. Like, even if they aren't the best players on the team, they're still quality role players. They're, or, you know, 20 minutes a game kind of guys. I, I think at the minimum. I do love that. Five or six. I love that John just created this whole premise just for him to say, eh, I don't think they should get any sympathy minutes. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be getting minutes, John. They're going to be playing regardless. But it is, I, I do think you, I, when you first started, and then I started kind of giggling there at the ending, I do think there's a fair question in there, though, that like Calipari known to play the loyalty card yeah sometimes to a fault for somebody that's known to bring in freshman year and year and year one and done one and done one and done he he seems kind of handcuffed some would say i don't know if i'd go that far but he does he is a loyal dude and, and he trusts experiences if he see if he has seen you do it before he's more likely to trust you to do it again than somebody he hasn't seen it from. And that includes March Madness tournament games. Although sadly jokes on us, that doesn't apply for Keon Brooks or for Davion Mintz um, because last season was a complete disaster. And the year before was taken away because of COVID rules, but uh, they're going to play. The issue is they can, their minutes can be significantly decreased both from, I mean, Mintz, especially from what he's used to, I hope Cal just plays the best dudes. And if that's Mintz and Brooks, then hell yeah, go for mm -hmm. it. If it's not, no loyalty here. Like you, you after last season, you just got to do whatever helps, whatever's best for the team. I think Cal will do that. I think he can put a loyalty aside with that in mind. I hope so, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Question. I heard Larry Vaughn mention how good the UK men's basketball team chemistry is. Will Shane Sharp help or hurt? Case for help. Phenomenal talent. Hurt. Team chemistry. Love the show. And that's from Vince. <laughs> Um, I mean, only if he's a turd. I don't. I haven't heard that. And I feel like Cal is pretty good about driving out egos quickly. Like Cameron Fletcher, you know that he nipped that in the bud pretty quickly. So I, yeah. I did get yeah. sent home. Yeah, he he got sent home. So, um, but I, I I I'm not. I think it's one of those they're old enough and experienced enough that they aren't going to let some kid come in halfway through the season and dictate how things are done. They've yeah. got plenty of leadership around there. So I, I, I don't think it will somehow derail the season. 
Yeah, I don't. I, I wouldn't worry about the chemistry aspect whatsoever. And the media members saying like how good this team's team chemistry is could very well be true. But we hear that every year for what it's worth. There, there, there will be a coach, a player, a media member. That's that's a very recycled bit. Um, not saying it's not true in this instance. And blue-white game for a team that hasn't ever played a game together and very few players have, I thought it looked fine. I, you know, in a small sample size, not really one way or another enough to comment on it. But just just enough, just my personal opinion, I don't put too much on the chemistry stuff. And I don't think Sharp would be a disturbance of, of chemistry. Uh, Vince also says you really need to only prom- promote the TuneIn app. What happens if you are listening online? You can and not set your phone in lock screen without losing connection. TuneIn app lets you lock your phone without losing connection. Just a friendly tip. Love the show, Vince. You can also pause it, too, if you want to, and fast oh, forward yeah. to it. It's, I'm it's a good app. I'm, whenever I'm listening to the Big X, it's on the TuneIn app, unless I'm in my car, and then probably 96.1 FM or maybe 1450 mm-hmm. AM. But I highly recommend the TuneIn app or the data and hassle-free streaming number. But the TuneIn app, definitely over the website. You know, love bigexportsradio.com. I go to it about 17 times a day just to keep up with whatever's on the website. But that is not as reliable as a stream as other options. So highly recommend tuning in or the data and hassle-free streaming number or telling your Alexa to play Big Exports Radio. True story. My Hollanders absolutely waxed Caverno last year by 20 plus. No big deal. Current Louisville Cardinal point guard used to play there. Yeah. That the, Trayvon Faulkner, I think is his name. So, um, there you go. There you have it. Um, also the, is it, it could be Mesa. There was a Trayvon Faulkner that went to an NKU, I think. But neither here nor there. Also, the fact that it's Mail Mania rivalry week. My older brother went absolutely savage his senior year at Mail. They got tons of toilets and absolutely soaked every toilet with baby oil and laid them across their field right behind the football stadium. Him and some of his friends ended up getting suspended, but they're still very happy they pulled off that legendary prank. My older brother had a roller coaster of a ride as a student at Mail. <laughs> wow. Sounds bonkers. My, my Alexa is playing, by the way. Oh, nice. Uh, it's got it's got the dog all stirred up. Mm, not good. good. Just not don't good. wake up the baby. One. I'm going to tell it to stop. Big Blue Drew here. Favorite juvenile song is "Ha." Have Justin or Trevor worked that in the show? Won't regret it. Uh, man, I can't believe I don't know that juvenile song. Big juvenile guy back in the day. So, uh, oh, I could I could see Big Blue Drew getting down to juvenile in a big way. Oh yeah, in a big big way. Oh, I'm going to skip one because Big Blue Drew here again. Suck it for whatever joke was probably made about the rolled jeans. After my first text, uh, love y'all, beat Miss State. Wow, Big Blue Drew, suck it. We didn't make fun of your goofy rolled jeans. Yeah, yeah. Take that, thir- rewind it thir- back. Or your 13 undershirts. That little suck it can make your suck it go smack. <laughs> I, <laughs> whatever, I, I, I lost the text line. Where are we at? Texture says, I picture a pre-adolescent Scooter Ding is spinning his shirt around singing, Peak in Indiana, come on and raise up. Or no, Peak in Indiana, come on and raise up. That is totally my childhood. Yeah, oh, I, I read it ahead, so I knew it was coming, but then I lost it, so I didn't want to. I didn't want to mess it up, and it was better. You delivered it better than I was anticipating. Oh, oh that's a good text. Uh, Robert says everyone remembers the best house to go to for Halloween growing up. Mine was a guy that owned Pepsi Dr Pepper distributor and would hand out ice cold Dr Peppers to every trick or treater. Oh man, that's a power move. 
I, I, wanna, I, I think I plan on doing something cool this year, like full size candy bars or something. I want to, I want to do something cool. I do think the dollar bill is a good idea too. Just a crisp, a crisp one too, like going to the bank and getting the the ones that they have there. Yeah, nice but crispy. I I think I'm gonna get some like you know really smart ten year old that has a good like financial sense, and they're just gonna be like, "What am I gonna do with this old man?" They're gonna you invest it, and it'll turn what? into two dollars. What? This is a dollar. This doesn't get me squat. dollar stonks are high. Yeah, I no, can't even. They'll be happy and they'll like it. The candy you'd get me in that bucket in there that your fat butt is eating that's worth probably a dollar sixty eight, if not more. So. I don't want the dollar. No, thank you. Mm. So I don't know. I want to do something better. Converters High School is in Hart County. Their elementary school is in Barron. Their school district sits on the Hart-Barron line. Wow. Any drama with that? Man, I love all of the Caverna facts that we're getting. This is great. Great stuff. Uh, I, I do as well. We, uh, But I, I want to know, is there any Hart-Barron Beef. Oh, any love loss. Like if you're on the heart side, it's the good side versus yeah. the barren side, you I'd know, like, that. like, like Pawnee Eagleton. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like Pawnee Eagleton. Uh, Caverna is beautiful this time of year. It's considered a cave capital of the world. A little fun fact. Also where the Mona Lisa is displayed. Wow. You can see the Mona Lisa there. I don't think that's right. Yeah, you can go to the cave and you can see Mona Lisa. Uh, I'm not giving the ball back until I secure an overnight day with Brady's wife in the Bucks fantasy suite. <laughs> yeah. I think that's uh, that would be acceptable. Uh, Mitch is probably a Brock's hard candy guy. Probably butterscotch. I think that's spot on. Oh. And it's not, Alex is not playing the big X either. Whatever, oh, whatever what got me saying this. It sounds like some like Christian, Christian jazz. All right, the last cavern effect from a texture on the Thornton's text line, also known as a place no one wants to live. That's me. <laughs> oh, wow. The, wow. That's, Ending that's the show with beef. Love it. All right, everybody, have a great Tuesday. We appreciate you listening, texting into the show. Have a good day. We'll be back tomorrow. This is Contextual Roll Roll Big X. Oh, the World Series starts tonight. I'll take uh, the Astros. Go Braves. Go Braves. Go Braves.